Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. And today we are doing the summary that we're completing uh, five other shows. So now we're going to into our sixth with the summary of the complete wealth formula. In relation to making a house a home. Yes. So it's not the entirety of the complete wealth formula. It's aspects of the complete wealth formula as it relates to making your house a home. Yes. Which so is kind of exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. And what's also very exciting is we are developing the books that go along with these five stars. We are developing the training videos that go along with these five stars. And you have the ability to have a complete wealth formula for your life in your home and in your life. And that's where we're working towards. So if you'd like to opt in to getting future newsletters, getting a notification of uh, special events that we're going to have around the five stars of Complete Wealth Formula, then just email us at info at Decker Team and say opt in to Complete Wealth Formula and we will start communicating with you. Around that. Yeah. In- and you know what we'll also do? What will we do? We'll have a fan page on our, on our Facebook for the Complete Wealth Formula. Right, because we have one for the wealth formula right now, mm-hmm. and yet the wealth formula was as big as our thinking could be when we launched that about Five four years, years ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It, it was as big as it got. And the interesting thing is even when we launched the, the book, the this wealth book? formula, yeah, this book, if you're watching, you can see the book. If you're listening, you can't. It's called The Wealth, wealth. Formula, mm-hmm. and now it's simply going to be Complete Wealth Formula Financial. And that's because really the book is primarily focused on the financial aspect. And then there will be books and workshops and sessions and webinars and Zoom calls and coaching and all that sort of stuff on each of the five stars. And inside each of the five stars are five key elements that we believe pull together Wealth Formula in that area mm-hmm. or in that star, I guess. Yes. And so on the first show, we talked about the relational aspect. The second show, we talked about physical. Third show, spiritual. Fourth show, financial. Fifth show, mental. Which just happened last week. Well, I know. Okay. Okay, But maybe you don't know that. (laughs) And so sometimes I think he's talking to me and he's really talking to you. That's because I look at you when I speak because I love you so much. Some days he does. It's a little sickening, eh? Uh-huh. No, it's pretty <laughs> awesome, actually. And so this show really is a overview of the other five. The content will not be repeated. We may use the same, the odd word again, and yet really it's new content, just summarizing the concepts from the five other stars, the five other shows. And we only looked at two aspects of the five points inside each star on each of the shows as it relates to making your house a home. So the information that will be coming and the series that will be created will not just be a 
will be more than making a house a home. It will be one of the upcoming series in the next quarter will be around how do we make great decisions when buying or selling a home in the context of these five stars and the complete wealth formula and how it all fits together. And that is so unique. I don't believe any other real estate company or has really looked at your the property you buy mm -hmm. as to how it will become a home in the five key areas of living a wealthy life. I don't think so either. I think we're we we're unique. Okay, we already knew we were unique and you already <laughs> knew we were unique, right? The word that often gets used for me is eclectic. eclectic yeah. Mm -hmm. And I use it for Ken as well. But that is the content for another show and maybe a one-on-one -on -one private conversation, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. So okay. we, Ken wrote the book, The Wealth Formula, with no thought that it would become really the culmination of our life's work mm -hmm. in real estate and in every area of our life. Yeah. Any idea? None. None. And no. we believe that's what's going to happen. Because my so vision was very small. It's like I had blinders on and, and God gave me the, the vision for a certain amount. And when you walk that little farther closer, you've probably seen that, you can see more of what's out there. It's kind of like when you're on a journey in a path and you, you walk through the forest and suddenly you come into an opening, mm. you can see more of where you were heading. And I That's find, yeah, like. that is what it's like. And even in relation to making our house a home, when you first buy your house or move into an apartment rental or any place that you're going to call home eventually, you probably can see so far in the vision of what it's going to take to make it your home. So, and I know when we bought our last home, it was an intense journey for us. Yeah. Because everyone thought... Well, and we weren't planning on moving. Let's start there. Okay, no intention of making a move. None whatsoever. That may have happened to you, ever. and it may happen in the future to you. <laughs> you have no intention of making a move, and then something in your life happens and becomes the catalyst. So the catalyst for us was a couple of things. One, my dad was diagnosed with some cancer, and in the midst of that feeling... Um, out of control and not quite knowing what to do. My folks don't live close to here. So it was, do we get them close to us? They certainly, if it's mom and or mom and dad, they certainly couldn't live in our home with us at the time, probably because it would have been a little tight, a little uncomfortable, not the ideal situation. Although for weekend visits or even a week at a time, we had a lower guest suite, which worked really well. So that was sort of in the back of our mind, although really at an unconscious level, that that was something that was coming. Mm -hmm. And our kids had left home. They'd been gone for several years. Candace had been gone for over a decade. Ryan had been gone for well over half a decade. So we were certainly empty nesters, well on our way to enjoying the good life without yeah. little kids. And the house we were day in to day. was 2000, just over 2,000 square feet, two-car garage, very comfortable on a half-acre lot. Uh, and it was a high ranch, so the the, the bottom, probably 1,800 square feet, was finished. So there was a lot of living space and for we, two people. For two people. And we used all of it for family, for friends, for gatherings. We hosted graduation parties for people that we knew. 
and we even hosted, excuse me, the odd thing for people we didn't know very well and hosted mm-hmm. lots of family events. So it was working for us, we thought. Yeah. And then we saw this house because I was actually doing an evaluation. And somewhere in the back of our head, we always wanted to live in Manatic. I don't know what it was. We loved Manatic. It's a smaller community. There's lots of um, uh, amenities that you can walk to. There's the rivers here. And it just was an attractive village to us. Well, and I think when I started in the real estate industry, within a few months, which is almost three decades ago, I found my home office, not my home in my office, the place that I called work, was actually relocated and it moved to Manatech. Or I was relocated along with some sales of businesses and I just went along for the ride and ended up in Manatech. So always really had a desire to get back into Manatech from a business perspective, serving clients there, helping people in the south end of the city could easily be done from Manatech. And in fact, we go really broad. I mean, we'll go as far as Constance Bay. We've we've been way further, like almost Kingston waterfront on an island, actually. And then Castleman and Bourget and right to downtown. So we have a very broad spectrum. And Manatech was kind of the center of the world because it let you go to Winchester and Finch and all those great lying south, southeast, southwest communities and into town and vice mm-hmm. versa. So we always kind of thought it'd be nice from a central perspective to work to get back into Manatech. So about six years ago, we had the opportunity, maybe seven, to purchase a waterfront, because we always wanted waterfront, a waterfront kind of cottage that became the hangout for the Decker team. So that's been awesome. Yeah, right on the main street. And it's deceiving because it looks like a little house from the front and uh, not much to it. It's got a parking lot in the front yard and then the backyard is just gorgeous with mature maple trees and the river flowing behind those and uh, it's just a lovely lovely well and it's right on the s-bend so what we never knew was on the s-bend of the back channel you get a view actually we have the lot i know everybody says they have the lot anyway we do do have the lot that looks down the river so there is swimming actually in the back channel i know some people say they wouldn't do that however there is one of our neighbors that swims every day in the summer not the winter Um, and lots of opportunity to enjoy the great outdoors it is the most picturesque backyard i've ever seen Four seasons, not just one or two or three. And it's where we get to work. And it's where we get to work. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So something in the back of our mind always said it would still be nice to live in Manatech, not only work in Manatech, although many would say that we live at work. But that's another (laughs) story. Yeah. So um, we were doing some work for a client in Manatech and uh, doing an evaluation on their home and Yetta mm-hmm. asked me to give her a second opinion which is kind of nice we can bounce that off of each other when we're not you know maybe a hundred percent sure or we just want that extra insurance that we're actually saying the right value for you for your property to get two separate perspectives and then come together and see how we match because we don't tell each other what price we're thinking of so that we can get an independent objective right And then the cool thing is because the team is larger than that, there are other three other realtors on the team, which is our son, our daughter, and Linda, who is like a daughter. Mind you, she's my age, so don't even go down that road. Um, (laughs) She feels like family. Let's just put it that way. And so all of us will do evaluations for each other. So sometimes you'll get five independent 
real estate perspectives to make sure that when we launch into the market, it's at the right price. Yeah. Because that's huge. Right. Isn't and it, so, Ken? Yeah, it's huge, huge, huge for you. Now, Me? For no, you. for them. That's what I'm saying. Right. For you, the listener. Um, and so I was doing that work, and then I found a property that was up for sale that looked like a great bargain. It did look like a bargain. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bargain we were looking for. It wasn't a bargain we needed because at this point in our life, if we were going to change houses, the thought by everybody in our world, and including us actually, was that if we were going to right size, it would be equivalent to downsizing. Mm -hmm. We weren't just going to right size. We were going to downsize in that Yeah, because we almost had 4,000 square feet of living space for two people. Yes, we we have the gift of hospitality and we do invite people into our home. Um, So we looked at this home. This was interesting. Yetta and I went and looked at it. Yetta had all the buying signs. Not. She didn't like the bedroom. It was too dark. There weren't enough light, not big enough windows. The uh, too much brass, the... Uh, what was some of the too other things? Too much black marble. Too much black too marble. Too choppy. Too yeah. much red hardwood. Yeah. Too much not tasteful kitchen. Too much pillars. Too much scrolly, fancy, doogie things. I don't even know what you call them. <laughs> above all the Marquees doors. above the doors. Too much yellow in the glass in the French doors and in the pocket doors that were like separating the rooms. Yep. Too just. And the house wasn't in great. No physical condition no, you know it was beaten tired. up a little bit yeah for a 10 year old home and yeah. so i'm kind of walking out the door oh, burgundy carpet did i mention burgundy, oh, yes, red burgundy carpet? carpet in the basement yeah and and, oh, red, and red oak floors red oak floors and did i mention the hot pink room downstairs with really cheap no. laminate no you didn't right so there was just not my house so i thought we were walking out the door and you know i was and yet I was just going to kind of shake her head and say, well, that was, you know, a waste of half an hour coming here to view this house. Well, except it was good because it confirmed the values we were thinking for our client's house. Yep. So it was a good use of time no matter what. Yes. And uh, now the other thing it did was it did have the in-law apartment, which was on the side and with the in the back of your head around your, you know, your dad and your mom and thinking maybe at some point they might come and, and live beside us and we could assist them uh, that that was in the back of the head that's one of the reasons we went and looked at the property right and as we're um, shutting the door we're stepping on the outside step and Yetta turns to me and what did you say I don't know you said let's put in an offer and I just about <laughs> fell down and when I finished picking up my jaw off the off the sidewalk um, we went and put an offer in right and the, and the kids were both with, with us, actually. We had taken Candace and Ryan with us. They'd both been at the office that day. And we had said, you want to come on an adventure with us? Because part of making a house a home is, is experiencing it with family. So mm-hmm. one of the stars was relational. So although our kids didn't live at home anymore, we thought, what a fun thing to have them come with us, even if we weren't going to buy it. It was, just an, it was just an outing for the family. And it was around house and home. Yeah, and, and especially they they both have expertise in real estate as well. So now we had four opinions, four realtors walking through a house, right? And and yet there was something about it that said yes, even though our house wasn't ready to sell, uh-uh. it wasn't 
um, you know, we don't recommend this for our buyers because we bought that house. We, we ended up being against another offer. Yeah, multiple offers. The home had been on the market for years. In fact, dare I tell, nine years. Off and on. Yep. Pretty much on. <laughs> not with us. We did not have it listed. It had been with many realtors over a nine-year period. Pretty but much it just got to a price where people said, hey. Yeah. And so there was another offer, and we chose to go in a little below asking, but with no conditions. No finance, no home inspection, no nothing. No we nothing. We would never recommend that to a buyer. <laughs> Ideally, we wouldn't recommend it. Now, that isn't say sometimes a buyer that is sure about what they want and how they want to do it wouldn't make that choice. It was the right choice for us. And we initially went in at my price. And you have to know, if you know Ken and I at all, that my price would have been lower than his price. And so we definitely put the offer in at my price, no conditions, just here you go. We didn't know yet that the water softener had been hooked up with a garden hose. And so sometime shortly after we moved into the house, we had leaks inside our basement walls. The one room I didn't need to tear out, <laughs> I thought. And yet we got to tear it out because we discovered that the water softener was connected by a garden hose into the sump pit. And it had come loose. And it, well, I think it deteriorated or something. I don't know. Anyway, it certainly, every time the water softener would backwash, we would get about, how many gallons is that? Gallons and <laughs> gallons of water. We get wet carpet. In several rooms in the house. Yeah. Who knew? Anyway, that, so without an inspect, I don't even know that an inspection would have found that. Would it? Yeah. Oh, it would have. We didn't do an inspection, so they didn't find that. Anyway, all that to say, we've cut it open. We've gotten rid of the drywall, the wood, the carpet. Had to change the floor. The one floor I wasn't going to change, but, you know, I didn't like that red carpet anyway. So kind of happy there's not too much left. Anyway, so we decided to go ahead and make an offer on this place. Mm -hmm. And then we end up with multiple offers. But it was at my price. So at my price, they weren't taking our offer. Have you ever had that in a situation where there's two people making a decision or three or four and you don't see it quite the same way? And That's it where communication and right. connection comes in. Exactly. Because if you're connected well enough, which it was on our relational show, you'll be able to figure out how to serve each other in that challenge. And then they countered us. And then they countered us at, believe it or not, at the price he had wanted. At my price. At his price. Even though I didn't want to buy it at his price. So now I had a decision to make. Do I let him have the house? It was his let price. Let us have the house. No, no, that was you. <laughs> because it was at his price. I didn't want it at that That's price. That's when the fight broke out, Your Honor. No, there wasn't actually. It was good. It was. We had learned some communication skills by then. If you listen to our relational show, you know that communication was not easy found in our home. It was mm -hmm. something we had to work at for decades yeah. and now do it pretty well. So by the time this house came up as an opportunity to make it our home, we had decided we could communicate even when we didn't agree or have the same so, perspective. So then we got to have some fun and some exercise because we got to tear out some walls in the basement. We got to uh, take out the pillars and take out some of the yeah, some other stuff and build a stone wall up the fireplace wall and just do a lot of renovations that created a lot of fun and release for me. Yeah, and, and for our son. 
Remember back to the family thing too, the whole relational piece. Ryan, our son, loves to destroy things. That started when he was probably a year old. Get the hammer, get the, we'd find him with tools, he'd be bashing at things and still likes it to this day. He likes to take things apart, not so much put them back together. Actually, he's gotten pretty good at that since he did a reno on an 1860s house. yes. Yes, he mm-hmm. has. And so we got some exercise. So that the, ho- the house turning it into a home gave us the physical side of things, right? And then when we built the, the great room or put the stone wall up, I put a cross in the top, <clears throat> top corner. Yeah. It's very obscure. You can't really see it unless you're really, 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 really. And if I point up room. to you and I show you where it is, then you can you find can probably it. find it. Most people are, have a hard time, even if we give them what quarter or what section of the wall it's in, recognizing that the wall is, what, 22 feet long and 20 feet high. So we'll do some, we'll do some spiritual time there. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some people over for worship and do music, and the, the acoustics are wonderful. Um, and then the other thing we did, because now we've got a big house, it's mm. only three bedrooms on our side, on the upper level. We've got more rooms in the basement and things, but... Um, but we only need one room because it's just you and I. So Most days. Yeah. So one of the rooms we turned into our prayer room, yeah. which is now the spiritual aspect of the wealth formula. Uh, having a place where we go, where we read scripture, where we pray, where we connect and with God and with each other. And, yeah. and that's amazing to have that. That's a daily room we visit. Mm-hmm. And then it's also the space where I put a lot of our memories, a lot of the family um, a lot, even my brother who's no longer with us, his picture's in there. Missionaries that we support, people that we're connected with that maybe we don't see every day, their pictures are in there. Um, Donald, the little guy that I got really close to when I was in Africa that, that's no longer with us. Um, so things, you know, remembrances and experiences that bring me back again to home rather, and Kentu, rather than house. Mm-hmm. And then, because it had the in-law suite with a separate entrance off the side, we actually have rented that. Or loaned it to people. Loaned it to some people, and then we've rented it. And when it rents, this house doesn't really cost us any more than our old house did. It's kind of interesting. And one of the, because we had said at the beginning of the show, we were going to right-size. And we thought that meant downsize, too. We were probably as shocked as anybody else was, maybe more shocked than some people were, that we actually went to a larger home and then began the judgments. Like, Mm. why would we be buying a big house? So the mental anguish in me got bigger because, and it hasn't, it's come back every so often. I let it get in my way from time to time. And I just looked at Ken, if you're watching me and I'm looking directly at you and I looked away, it's because Ken's actually in the room with me, even if you can't see him. And it's been a point of anguish for me. It's been a difficult place to have joy around because not everybody understands. Yeah, because it's their blueprint, right? Their financial blueprint says you don't own that kind of house or live in that kind of house when there's two of you. Right. And, And so we have to get over the judgment of others and say, well, for our lifestyle and for, you know, for us, having relationships with people and inviting people into our theater room or allowing them to have, Mm. you know, birthday parties or whatever in our house because the rooms are large enough to to house that for them. Um, 
you know, that's created relational bonding with and connectedness with yeah. and communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so our home is literally used by people. Most of them we know, at least <laughs> someone, and not all of them. We've had people stay in our home as their honeymoon getaway or as their anniversary getaway so they could have somewhere away from home because if we're away and they want to use the house we think that's fantastic so they've come and stayed and then they've hosted their small group study there this is one story I remember that's kind of crazy and somebody in the small group was visiting with the folks that were using our home as their anniversary retreat and they said I wonder you know, I've heard Ken and Yetta Decker on the radio. We've heard the, you know, the inside track on real estate. I kind of imagine that this might be kind of the kind of house they might live in. <laughs> and the couple that were staying there didn't know what to say. They didn't know whether to laugh because they're a young couple. We've been mentoring on and off really for probably 20 years. We've known the gentleman for 25 years and we've known his wife since she became his wife or shortly before. We were there for their first date, which is always fun. That's all about connection too and relationship. (laughs) And so they finally did say to them, well, it is kind of like the one they live in. It is the one they live in. Yeah. And, and so our home's been used for birthday parties, for youth events. They can use, whether we're home or not. I mean, a lot of times we say, just enjoy, just go in. This is where the popcorn maker is. This is how you use the DVD player and all of that. Uh, we've hosted birthday parties, surprise birthday parties. Yeah, and the most recent party was our granddaughter's nine-year-old birthday party. Yeah. And what did you get from her? Oh. You're st- sitting there with it in your hand. I am, because... This is sort of the whole relational thing come full circle, I think, when you're now dealing, or at least for us, dealing with the next generation. And the complete wealth formula is, the background is in gold tones. Hold up your book again. And she's actually nine, and she's reading this book now. Yeah, she is reading it. She has her own autographed copy. She was very upset when she was a little girl that she didn't get one, and her older brothers did. So now that she's a little older, she has it and she's reading it. And she was at my home on her birthday. We made her a pancake crepe breakfast, which was part of the whole family and relational and connectedness, creating a home in our home. And she took a card, which I'm holding up if you're watching, and it has gold butterflies and gold circles. Those are her butterflies. And she knows that I'm all about transformation and butterflies because that's my favorite symbol. So here's some other butterfly cards that she was making Here's one we colored. This was my attempt to make it better because I was making a mess. So we color together and um, she made this for me. And then in the context of her nine-year-old hanging out in a room, she actually used my name Yetta in the card. So I'm actually going to read it to you because it brings to me the complete wealth formula in... It's generational. The complete wealth formula is generational. Yeah. Yeah. And she used the word yetta because in Danish, the kids call me bestemor, which is the Danish word for best mother or grandmother. And I like it because it means I'm the best mama. Pretty cool. And she didn't know how to spell it. So she said, dear yetta, I love you so much, like to infinity and back. Gold is a color of love, courage, and compassion, wisdom, and you are all of those to Yetta Decker from Angelica St. Louis. And I said, how did you come up with that? Like, where did you get these characteristics related to gold? And she said, I Google it. 
I could I got on your internet. I have your phone. And I figured out what gold stood for. And so it is amazing to me that when Ken wrote the wealth formula, the original one, it was all in gold tones. And so it brings it full circle. We've now created color to go with each of the other five stars. And yet there's the summary of the complete wealth formula. Yeah. Interesting show. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and you can use some of the things that we've talked about to make your house a home. Enjoy. And tell us what you do, because I would love to hear how you've created your house to be a home. Info at DeckerTeam.com for a quick email. Friend us on Facebook. And of course, you can always watch the podcast, or I guess you can listen to the podcast on chri.ca or watch chri.ca or DeckerTeam.com. Thank you. What you want to do? What man is showing you?